Genre. Welcome back to the Cornetto Minute, the daily podcast where we investigate the gunfights, car chases, and proper action of Hot Fuzz one minute at a time. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Nick Jimenez. And today we're about to go off on Minute 27, which begins with Danny and Angel entering the local shop for a Cornetto and ends with Danny telling Angel that Lurch lives with his mom and his sister. (laughs) Oh, man. It's just a little weird this time around that the whole village is okay with calling him Lurch. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty weird. It's pretty weird. I don't think Mister Skinner calls him that. No, he calls him Michael. Michael. Yeah. Yeah. Real Point. name: Michael Armstrong. Points for Mister Skinner. Yeah, he respects his employees. Doesn't call him Lurch. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like it's something that the kids around around town might call him, and Danny just kind of never grew up. Sure, so like, yeah, like, Lurch. if you called him Lurch, like, Mr. Butter would be like, stop calling him Lurch, you fucking... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He literally has the mind of a child, as Dan, as Danny's <laughs> dad says, and they just call him Lurch. Uh, and, you know, I don't know, Danny kind of has the mind of a child, too, in many ways. They're not unlike each other. They're both sort of stuck in their own childhood sort of still viewed as children to the adults and people of Sanford. Mhm. Pot calling the kettle black. <laughs> Danny. Lurch of course played by Rory McCann. Mhm. Scottish actor. Mhm. First job was in Willow, but was cut. Was oh. fired for oh. laughing. Oh no. Yep. Fired by Ron Howard? Fired by Ron Howard. Oh, no. Well, you know, you just, you got to get the hell out of here. You got to <laughs> go. Uh, he was also in the... You're uh, embarrassing me in front of George. You're embarrassing me in front of George. You're embarrassing me in front of Bryce. <laughs> Is she in that? She's a baby. I don't know. Is she the baby? Uh, no, she was a baby. That would be amazing if Bryce Dallas Howard was the baby in Willow. Yeah. Oh, anyway, that'd be cool. Yeah, maybe it wasn't once then. And then, of course, we all know him as uh, Sandor Clegane, aka the Hound, in Game of Thrones, uh, which is not that much different from calling him Lurch. <laughs> you know, the Hound. I mean, you know, it. They called him the Hound because he was ugly. Oh, okay. I just now hit that because he was ugly as a dog. Yeah, I thought of it because he was like crazy and like dirty, like a dog, like the Hound. I think that's like, also part like of like a Hound dog, but. I don't know. I always, yeah. it, I, guess I always saw it as like the mountain, like cool. Oh. But yeah, but yeah, he because they don't call him like burn face. Right. They call or him like, the hound because it's. Yeah, fireplace face. A hideous freak. Yeah. Yeah. You're a hideous freak. Yeah. Fuck you. His two most notable roles are, are playing uh, disfigured gentlemen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, of course, uh, one of my favorite films the last couple of years, uh, he was Tennyson, a.k.a. The Torch. In Triple uh, X, The Return of Xander Cage. Cool. Where he was part of Xander Cage's new uh, crew of best friends. Dope. Along with Ruby Rose. 
Oh. Yeah. Uh, that, that checks out. That movie is a delight. <laughs> is available for Hulu, on Hulu for all to see and enjoy. Yeah. Thank God the gangster's back. I remember finding out, like, I it was like season like two or three of Game of Thrones that the Hound was Lurch. Mm-hmm. And it blowing my mind. Sure, because he's I mean, he's a he's a tremendous actor. Like the the hound is so different from Lurch. Yeah. Even though they are both even though they have similarities. Yeah, yeah, you would it's think it's all surface level yes, stuff. Yes, exactly. Like you would think that, oh, they're both really tall, physically imposing antagonists, but then you like, yeah, they're completely different characters. Yeah. Uh yeah, the hound is I think I think in the top ten Game of Thrones characters for me. Because mm. he's he he's running the top ten? Yeah, I think okay. so. <laughs> what do you think it says? No, I just I think that that's I think it's hysterical that Game of Thrones is a show that you can have a top ten favorite characters. Yeah, I think so because he's run the gamut where he's worked for kind of every kingdom. No, what I'm saying is that you can say top ten, oh. and that's like that's not all of the characters. That's funny. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Game of Thrones is insane. Yeah, it's like that. The Simpsons. <clears throat> yeah. Gilmore Girls, maybe. <laughs> End of list. End of list. <laughs> Uh yeah, so going back to the beginning of the minute at this um yeah. this sort of like local shop that they've got uh the little the little uh the little convenience store that they have in town. Second appearance of a convenience store mm-hmm. in the Cornetto trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um well we've been here before, haven't we? That's, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we did. Yeah, look at his look at his arse. I, yeah. I, I guess just hearing the banner and seeing like someone buying a Cornetto and a newspaper. Yeah. Just getting major Shaun of the Dead vibes. Sure, sure, yeah. Um, but uh, this is uh, uh, it's it, it. This is a nice setup for later because you have the um, uh, no luck catching them swans. Then and then mm-hmm. it's just the one swan actually, like a little boy, like a little boy buying an ice cream cone. Yeah, this is well. This is a, a very interesting sort of um setup payoff uh scenario because it's interesting because this setup is paying off a setup for another payoff. Yeah. Yeah, true. Yeah. It's very interesting. Yeah, I mean the movie is almost just like a series of call and responses. It's just it's just all gears moving each other. Yeah. It's you know, crazy. Catching them killers, it's just the one killer actually. And like like three different like uh, lights are being flicked on. Yeah, once it's very, uh, it's very interesting. I've never uh, noticed the conf- confectionery sign before in the shop. I like that. Yeah, it's all their candy, some Maltesers um, and some other British candy. I, I, know I also about. I love the candy behind the counter because they don't trust children, which is why you can't have more than one child in there at a time. Yeah, you know what? This is kind of like the the dark opposite of the candy shop and. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Mm. That man is very warm and inviting. He could love, welcome as many school children as they want can be in that shop. And this is only one school child at a time. Yeah, it's true. And okay. they all the candy's behind the counter. Yeah, so he was throwing can't... candy at those little bastards. Yeah, he was. And he's and she's keeping them all behind her. Mm-hmm. It's also really small. I don't know if I... I, I wouldn't allow more than one customer. It's so small. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's kind of like it's basically like a newspaper stand. I was about to say, yeah, it's like something you would see like at an airport or yeah, in a city. Yeah, it's very small. I wonder how much income she makes per day. Yeah, like is she is she mostly kept open? Is it kind of like is she the uh, 
I think Danny like, just blows most of his paycheck there on Quinnette. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Danny's keeping her. But is it also kind of like a Los, Pollo, uh, Los Pollos Hermanos situation where, like, mm. is the NWA keeping the confectionery open because it's like a source of, it's like a, it's like a, uh, a spot, like a, like she sees stuff. Oh, yeah. She reports back. Yeah, could be, could be. Um, I mean, we definitely know that she has a radio. Yeah, true. From the last H- time she hooked up been. to God knows who. Yeah. We still don't know. Well, yeah, I mean, the NWA is what it's hooked up to. Right. Um, but uh, anyway. Oh, and then uh, we see in the uh, right behind her a, a poster for the Killers' album Hot Fuss. Oh, that's funny. That's setting up the no luck catching them killers, eh? <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. <clears throat> but yeah, it, it the, the poster is... Says specifically because the door is cracked open, it only says killer because the S is hidden, <laughs> and so it's saying that she's a killer. Killer, yeah. Oh, great, because she's in the NWA. That's awesome, <clears throat> yeah. It's like what they try to do with Simon Skinner with Bad Guy, right? Right, yeah. No, M&M's really available in America, that's they're available true. in the U- yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, Mars is uh, Mars is a popular candy brand out there still because they get, they have the Mars bar and we don't. So there's a part in uh, <clears throat> Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, where, the book, where they're uh, on the train mm-hmm. and the trolley lady is like offering Mars bars. And I thought Mars bars was just in the books. I thought it was a Harry Potter invention until I was like much older. Oh, man. Yeah. Mars bars. Mm hmm. It's interesting that she's offering, like, she has all this crazy, fantastical candy and then Mars bars. That's the, that's the thing that crosses. That's the one that walks between worlds. Yeah. The candy. Yeah, it's, it's a weird bit of product placement. <laughs> yeah. On Carrie Allen's part. No. Um, so then we go back out. Uh, first of all, we do get our, our appearance. This is our Cornetto appearance here. Boom. Uh, the original flavor. Cornetto, the blue original. That's a bingo. Um, so last season we had the the strawberry Cornetto, and now we have the blue original, which is just vanilla and chocolate. The blue original should definitely be a band name. Sure, yeah. <clears throat> it's also what I call the first Weezer album. Hey-o. <laughs> uh, <laughs> do you do you have a... We've, I'm sure you've gone over this, and my apologies to the listeners if they remember, but uh, do you have like a personal favorite hypothetical cornetto flavor because we've never had one but do you which i think mint would be my favorite just because that's my favorite ice cream yeah i would really like the mint one i think um <clears throat> i don't know i don't know uh i also like cookies and cream so i heard that there was a uh, an oreo one. Oh, you say now yeah so i think that one might be pretty good look at us talking yeah. about ice cream we're never gonna have yeah well one day one day we sure. will uh yeah man and uh and and danny's just eating away at his cornetto in the car yeah while uh Nick, nicholas is just like bouncing <clears throat> inside of the car out of boredom very nice strategy on um on the on the uh, the production side of things to have uh danny eating an almost finished cornetto right so that like the continuity is easier to show yeah yeah it's savvy and it's and it's only that way like he doesn't have to eat a whole cone Mm-hmm. On every take, it's just like this little nugget. He's kind of he's kind of pecking on the the final bit of the cone. Yeah, the part that's all filled up with chocolate. Yeah, yeah, man. A uh, few people <clears throat> are as entertaining to watch eating uh, Cornetto as Nick Frost. Because mm. remember there was that part in Shaun of the Dead where he's like licking at the lid and like inspecting it while Shaun is like horrified at like the blood, <laughs> the bloodshed. Oh yeah, right. That's right. Uh, also. 
adding to the conspiracy, we get a living statue sighting. We do. 10 seconds into the minute. That's true. Is this piss taker? I think it is. I think it's supposed to be him. He left. Okay, so he talks to Nicholas Angel, sends him on his way on the swan errand, leaves straight for work, goes to change. Yeah. Put on the mask. Yeah, I think so. I think that's what happens. I think this is I think this is what he does in his uh in his spare time. Cause the thing is, the thing is, much like Clark Kent right. working at the Daily Planet, uh, you see, working at a castle, he would know when the tourists are coming. That's very true. So he's sort of at ground zero because that's like their big tourist attraction is the castle. So if he works there, he knows when the tourists are here, so then he knows when to go do his his living statue thing. No one would suspect. Yeah. The mild-mannered ca- castle caretaker. Yes. Peter Ian Staker. <laughs> the living statue. It sounds, uh, it sounds like a gothic novel. It's true. It's true. Uh, or uh, the Gargoyle Show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the living statues. <laughs> uh, so uh, once they're back in the car... Um, uh, Danny's asks, uh, do you want anything from the shop? And, uh, Angel's like, we were just at the shop. Oh my God. <laughs> he's like, and he says, I could have been thinking of another shop. Uh, which is, which is, uh, which is like a fun, I don't know. It's fun seeing Danny get a little, a little upset. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like could have been thinking of another shop. Having a little bit of, Hey man. Yeah. yeah don't judge me. It's boring. This job is boring. <laughs> It's funny, he's just as bored as, as Angel is. He's just accepted it. Yeah, yeah, it's like, this is his life. Yeah, this is what it is. But he's just as bored. He's just, he, he wants something to do just as much as Angel does. Yeah, it, they're just coming from very, they want the same thing. They're just coming at it from very different places. Yeah. Nicholas wants action more because, it, well, Nicholas doesn't think of it as action. He wants stuff to do because that's how he gets his worth. That's how he knows that he's, being a good person is if he's doing good right like action right and danny's coming from a place of childlike boredom right and i want i want adventure in the great wide somewhere right right um so then uh angel tells him uh, like you know danny says like i you know what does it even matter there's nothing going on and that's when angel says uh to start looking closer right yeah so then there's this bit that's cut out of the out of the out of the uh out of the movie that's in the script that i like a lot um he says uh he says there's always something going on look around you what do you see danny says people cars that gold bloke It's just, I love, I love the idea of calling the living statue that gold bloke. Like he doesn't know that he's called the living statue. Yeah, he's just like, yeah, that gold bloke. <laughs> also, I love that line because it's another thing that Danny has accepted. Yeah, yeah, the gold bloke. It's just he's part of the town. He's part of the town. He's here. <laughs> um, and then he says the swan, and 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 Angel goes, what, where, and he and he laughs because he's kidding. Because uh, there's no there's no swan, um, but then he tells him to look closer, and then that's when he's like, "What what about this guy?" And he points out this guy uh, in a puffy trench coat, mm-hmm. sort of like coverall thing. Um, and I got to be honest, that is like the that is the shoplifter's coat of choice. You know, I've that worked one? yeah, I've worked a lot of retail in my day, and ever uh, like like half of the shoplifters I've ever caught were wearing that coat. 
Oh, man. Yeah. So you think they went in being like, well, time to shoplift. Yes, 100%. Boy, oh, boy. Yeah, they co- they go into stores like ready to shoplift when they're wearing that coat. And it's always like unseasonal. It'll be like <laughs> right, it'll yeah. be like September and they'll be wearing that coat. Yeah. And you're like, okay, this guy's here to shoplift. Here and, we go. And you're like in Florida. Florida or or Indiana, mm-hmm. like whatever, but it's still warm sure, in, sure. in September and they should not be wearing that coat. And when they do, we know they're there to usually usually they were there to steal like um like Blu-rays or video games and Got stuff it. like that. Stuff stuff they could sell for cash right. somewhere. Not not like a loaf of bread. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So uh Treacher, I believe Treacher. his name is yes. Mr. Treacher. Uh played by actor Tim Barlow. Scott uh Known as the character Tysan from Destiny of the Daleks. Mm, he does look familiar. Doctor Who. Yeah. Yeah, he does look familiar. That would have been uh, Destiny of the Daleks, I believe. 1979. Yeah, I think that's... um 79. Yeah, that's uh, that's Tom Baker era. Oh, okay. So that's late in Tom Baker. So that'll be a while before we get to that on The Doctor's Companion. Um, but uh, yeah, and it's uh, it's not a good one. Action! It's it's not a good one. Mistakes, uh, right, people? <laughs> your Tom Baker sounds so much more ancient. I guess because you're probably more familiar with old Tom I, Baker. Yeah, I never knew him as as a young man. Yeah, I only knew him as yeah. Yeah, so you're he's always like on the verge of death whenever you do an impression of Tom Baker. Nah. Regeneration. Yeah. <laughs> no, we wish him many more happy years. <laughs> um, and then we get uh, this Vanilla Ice looking guy. Yes. Uh, the shoplifter, um, as uh, as he'll be known for later. Yes. Um, uh, played by Ben McKay, credited mm. as Pete Cocker, the biscuit thief. <laughs> Pete Cocker. He'll he'll be he'll be named by Mr. Skinner. Right. Uh, in, in later. Later to come. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, Doctor Who connection played the character of Bernie in an episode of Torchwood. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Uh, something called the Bill. He was in the Bill twice. As two different characters. Whoa. Good for him. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Um, yeah, no, uh, so this this is a little ice looking guy. Um, his whole look is his look and the way that he walks is just so insane. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah, like he is far and away the most suspicious looking person in this in the village yeah well what 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 i love about this is um you know so nick nicholas is pointing these people out right and the first one he points out is is mr treacher and he's like he's like why is he wearing that coat what's he trying to hide and he's like you think mr treacher is trying to hide something is mr treacher and he's like okay well what about this guy look at him why has he got his head down his 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 hat down mm-hmm. like you know what, what why is he trying to hide his face and then you know lurch he's suspicious of lurch and you know, just going in order, Mr. Treacher hiding shotguns under his jacket, as we learn later. Yes. Uh, uh, you know, uh, Mr. Cocker there. On his uh, way to on steal his some way biscuits. To, yeah, on his way to steal some biscuits. And uh, and Lurch uh, literally tries to murder yeah, Nicholas L- Angel. Lurch, Lurch is like a freaking boss battle later on. Yeah, yeah. So like, That's funny. Yeah, all of these, Angel was spot on with all of them. Yeah, and the and the screenplay. Yeah, just another example of nothing isn't a part of something else. Yeah. Like, it could have been three throwaway jokes, mm-hmm. which is easy and effective to do. Like, just three throwaway villagers, whatever. Right. But to actually have it link up later on to the finale is it's just, you know, those little swift movements that I think make this the film that it is. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Um, so, uh, yeah. So then we learned that Lurch is, uh, Michael Armstrong. Yes. And, uh, and that he has the mind of a child and that he lives with his mom and sister. Sure. Literally one person away from Danny's exact life. Yep. yep. Well, no, Danny doesn't live with his dad. He has his own house. Yeah, that's right. He has a, he has an apartment. He has an apartment. A flat. A flat. Uh, it's a flat. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this scene really reminds me and seems to me like an echo of the scene in Shaun of the Dead where Ed is t- like regaling Sean with the mythology of the Winchester patrons. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, what about him? Oh, oh, she's a spy. Remember? Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah. then it reminds I don't think there's a scene like that in World's End where like Nick Frost's character regales or informs Simon Pegg's character of like histories of care of, of minor characters no i think it's mostly because they they both they all come from the same place so right yeah so it's a little different um but uh yeah yeah that, that is interesting that how similar that is um hmm, okay cool that is cool i like that um put it on the board yeah uh all right well i think that about uh wraps this one up um so thanks everybody for listening uh if you're going to be sh- doing any shopping on amazon go use our amazon affiliate link please that's duelinggenre.com slash amazon you just go there you use that link and it sends you to amazon but it puts a little code in your uh, a little little tracker code uh in your in your url so that anything that you buy we get a little cut of amazon gives us a little cut of for sending you their way so uh, if you plan on purchasing anything through Amazon, please use that link. That's duelinggenre.com slash Amazon. It, uh, it really, uh, you know, it, it, it's not a lot, but it, it, if everybody did it, it would, help, it would help out a ton for sure. Like voting. Yeah, true. Just like voting. Um, it's our right. sacred franchise. It's true. And uh, well, thanks to everyone who does that. And we'll be back tomorrow with Minute 28 for the greater good. Greater good.